Well, it didn't look like it was going to happen for a while. Heck, there are even some games postponed on opening day. But we have baseball somehow, by the grace of God, Francesco, after a crazy offseason with the lockout, I think we can all just take a breath of relief. Yeah, you take a breath of relief, Liam, but that's going to last about, I don't know, a day. And then all of a sudden, me and you are going to be very much into what's happening on the field. So, yes, happy to have baseball back, but a long season to get into and a lot of storylines to talk about. Yes, indeed. To bring us into full circle for the 2022 MLB preview, his hat is a little problematic, <laughs> but we'll get into that momentarily. We've got the wise Francesco Simone making his debut. Now, Francesco, your roommate, Henry O'Brien, has done a lot of these in the past. Did yes, he, he has. Did he give you any advice before you hopped on? Uh, he said, be loud, be, meet Liam's energy, and have better takes him. That's all he said. All right. Well, I don't think we're going to disagree on this first take, though. We begin with a trade that really sort of tried to steal the thunder from Monday night's national championship game. More on that later in the week. <laughs> but Austin Meadows, the left-handed slugger from the Tampa Bay Rays, no longer a Tampa Bay Ray, now a Detroit Tiger. Meadows is not the best contact hitter. He only hit 234 last mm -hmm. year. But 27 home runs, he's an excellent lefty power bat. Something that you can never have too many of. Something you can never have too many of, that's for sure. I think it's a really solid move for Detroit, Liam. They get rid of a guy in Isaac Paredes who... He's had some good minor league seasons, but struggled at the big league level in limited action last year. Now, you go to Tampa and, you know, every time they make a trade, right, Liam... You know he's going to be good somehow, right? Yeah. It's like they have some sort of magic potion that they're going to take your players and they're going to make them better. Never make a trade with the Tampa Bay Rays. But this one, I'm actually going to say Detroit might have won this one, Liam, because they get a left-handed bat, like you said, in Austin Meadows. Now, a big ballpark in Comerica, yes, but left, uh, right field, right field, is the shorter part of that ballpark. A better chance for him to have some success. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of triples available out there. Meadows can run a little bit, too. And you get in a power bat for the middle of that lineup that I think is really going to make a difference for them. Yeah, and Meadows, because of the likes of Laddy, Devers, Judge, and all the other big names in the AL East, heck, I'll even throw Mullins in there, Meadows is severely overshadowed. Even two guys on his team with a Rosarena and Wander Franco. And Franco, yeah. So, for Detroit, you know, they really caught fire at the end of last season. We finally started to see them actually starting to move towards what we've been wanting them to move towards for years, and that's to mm. compete in the lowly AL Central. Now, that's not to say they still don't have a lot of work to do. I mean, the additions of Eduardo, excuse me, Eduardo Rodriguez and Javier Baez certainly help, but I'm not sure they'll be enough. But that being said, the AL Central stinks. The AL Central's pretty bad, Liam. You're not wrong about that. I think we're both going to agree, put the White Sox away. Yeah. They're going to be the third seed in the American League. They're going to play whoever's the, the final wildcard team in the, in the three-game wildcard series. I think we both agree with that, yes? Yeah. So put them away for a second. I think it's, it's, a, it's kind of a three-way fight for second place among three really kind of mediocre teams. Because you look at the Twins. They have five new starters. Their starting rotation is all new from last year. All new. Their offense got better, yes, but they've always kind of been able to hit. Their bullpen outside of Rodgers is not very good. No. Their rotation... Sonny Gray, yeah, okay, yeah. We know, I mean, we know you hate Sonny Gray. There's I no don't game. hate Sonny Gray. I hate Sonny Gray in a Yankee uniform. <laughs> I don't hate Sonny Gray. He's a good pitcher. Unless he's on the Yankees, of course. <laughs> but their, their rotation, you look at a guy like Sonny Gray, okay, he's gonna if he stays healthy, he's going to give you solid innings. Joe Ryan, a guy they got from Tampa in the Nelson Cruz trade, I think is actually going to be a really solid pitcher for them. 
But is he going to be your number two or even your number one? He's getting the ball on opening day, Liam. Joe Ryan's getting the ball on opening day. He was pitching in the Olympics last summer. That's where we're coming from with, with the Minnesota Twins. You lose Kenta Maeda for the year. You lose a productive starter in Michael Pineda. Their pitching staff is just not very good. You look at a team like the Royals. Took a little bit of a step last year. They got some talent. Bobby Wood Jr. is going to make his major league debut. On I cannot day. wait for that. I can't wait for that either. He's going to be, he's got a chance to be such a special player. The next in the line of this great shortstop class yeah. that we have right now, he's got a chance to be really good. But outside of him, you got a lot of young pitchers. You got a besides Salvi Perez, you got a lot of young players all around. It's another kind of a growth year for them, right? We're, we're thinking maybe if they can get the 75, 76 wins, I think that's a good step for the Royals. So are we in agreement that? Cleveland is far and away the worst team in the AL Central, despite Jose Ramirez's extension. I think he might get traded. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So, another thing, the Twins play the Mariners on opening day at Target Field, so it'll be interesting to see how they come out of the gate. Truth be told, I think Seattle's going to take a step back, despite the additions of Winker, among others. More on that later. But... You bring in a guy like Ryan, I mean, yeah, pitching in the Olympics last summer. Yeah. Todd Frazier was playing in the Todd Olympics Frazier last summer, and he, just, and he just hung it up. Yeah. Now, focusing on Tampa Bay, like you said, every time they make a move like this, you sort of don't know what you're getting, but it's Tampa. How yeah. can you not trust them? However, this ultimately bumped them from second to third in my picks. In Spoiler your division order. picks? Yeah. Really? Interesting. See, I, with the whole Tampa thing, I think it's more of a more so with pitchers. Because you know, right, when they go get a Tyler Glass now from the Pirates, he becomes one of the best pitchers in the, in the American League, one of the best pitchers in baseball. With the position players, you know, Yandy Diaz has turned into a nice player. Not bad. You know, they've developed a guy like Joey Wendell into a good player. Wendell, Wendell, Wendell's not there him. anymore. Yeah, Wendell's not even there anymore. But they've, developed, they've done a decent job developing position players, and they, they kind of have that little magic with the whole exit velocity and the, the launch angle, the barrel percentages, all of the kind of, you know, behind-the-scenes numbers like that. But I think it's more of a thing with pitching. I wouldn't, I'm not going to say Isaac Paredes is going to become a star all of a sudden because he's on the Rays. And, but I will say this I'm sure you're thrilled to see Meadows go. Oh, boy, am I. He, he kills to, the Yankees. He used to crush Kills him. He crushed Garrett Cole in particular. Oh, my God. He also hits Evaldi pretty well. But yeah. before we get into some more some picks for the upcoming season, I want to mention this Joe Davis, the play by play guy for the Dodgers, is now Fox's lead guy. He will succeed Joe Buck as the man calling the World Series. Francesco, I don't people people hack on Buck a lot, and rightfully mm. so. He's not as bad as a lot of people say he is, but I still think this is a bit of an upgrade. See, Joe Buck has gotten a lot better over the years. Yes, yeah. Because I mean, Liam, I'm sure your favorite play of all time, the Aaron Boone home run. Yeah, and that's that, definitely my favorite play. Boone hits it to deep left, and that'll send the Yan- that could send the Yankees to the World Series. Boone, a hero in Game 7. Give me a little bit more than that, Joe. I think he's done a better job of that, especially especially more so with football, I think. I think yeah. with baseball, he was still a little bit too... Robotic. Yeah, I guess that's the word for it, right? But I- I'm with you. I never hated Joe Buck with baseball. It kind of did annoy me a bit that he would kind of just parachute in for the League Championship Series without doing, like, any games during the regular season. But I th- and Joe Davis, I think, does a good job. I mean, it's, filling in for Vince Scully is a very difficult thing to do, and yeah. I think he's done a good job of it. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I mean, yeah, Joe Buck has one of the most iconic voices, not only in baseball, anyway. but in all of yeah. sports. And, you know, I think his his call in that 49ers-Packers game, like with the block punt, that was a really, really yeah. good call. Yeah, I and agree. And he's, he's gotten a lot better, in my opinion. And, heck, as someone who's trying to get into play-by-play a little bit better, I've learned a lot from him. Yeah. Now, Joe Davis, I mean, 
mean, he's been he was on the call for last year's ALDS between Boston and Tampa. I mean, it just made that game a lot better than you know just some rando off the streets, right? He he's also incredibly young. He's not out of his thirties. He's in his thirties, early thirties. Yeah. Yeah. Now let me ask you this, Liam. Yep. Does it really make a difference for you in terms of your enjoyment of the game? Who's who's calling it? Does it really make a difference for you? So, obviously, I think it depends because if you have, and I'm just naming names here. Let's say I'm watching Kevin Burkhart call a yeah. game, and he is severely anti Red Sox or he's pro Yankees. It's why I despise A Rod in the booth. I despised him on the field to begin with, but I cannot watch a game with him. It's it's sickening. If you have someone like that who's either going to be anti my team profusely yeah. or pro the other team profusely, then that affects my viewing experience. Yeah, I don't blame you on that. I think with me, it's if I'm watching like a random A's Padres game, give me something in the booth, right? Give me some form of entertainment. But if I'm watching the Yankees, it could be dead silence. I'm still watching the game, right? Yeah. I think we're I think we're both in agreement on that. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, now let's start by picking some awards. We begin with. Rookies of the Year, I believe, Arena and India took it last year. Yep. I don't like going chalk, but I'll start with my American League pick before we get into yours. I try to avoid going chalk as much as I can, but this might be the most chalk thing I have on the list. I'm going with Bobby Witt Jr. I think he's going to struggle at first, kind of like Wander Franco did, but come summer, look out. Mm. Yeah, it's you can't fault... I can't fault you for that pick, Liam. Bobby Wood Jr. is the number one prospect in baseball. His second overall pick a couple years ago. I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez with the Mariners. Also, also kind of chalk, right? Yeah. We're going the number one prospect versus the number three prospect, <laughs> right? So it's kind of chalk either way. Hey, Orioles, why don't you call up your number two prospect, by the way? Uh, we got, we, they, they got service well, time to deal with. We'll, well get now, to that. Well, now that Severino's been suspended, maybe not. Maybe. Could be. Could be. That's a good point. But I think it's... A guy like Julio Rodriguez, you're kind of guessing when it comes to rookies, right? Because you look at a guy like Jared Kelenic last year, all the hype around him, struggled a lot early on, got it going later later towards the back half of the season, but didn't put together enough of a resume to, to even challenge, even close for the for the rookie of the year, right? So you are kind of guessing a little bit. Julio Rodriguez has just got, he checks every physical tool in the box, right? He's big, he's strong, he's fast, he's, he can hit for average, he can hit for power, he can run, he's everything, right? So I'll take Julio Rodriguez. Would I be surprised if it's Bobby Witt? Absolutely not. And heck, for all we know, some wildcard candidate could come out of nowhere. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, and I'm just naming names here. What if, what if Jason Dominguez gets called up to the Yankees in late yeah. April, puts together a magical run? Now, you know the Yankees farm system better than I do. I do, yeah. Correct me if, I'm wrong. He's not big league ready, is he? No, he's 19 years old. He's going to probably start out in high A in Hudson Valley, maybe even Tampa, low A. I would imagine Hudson Valley, but he's still a couple of years away. Yeah, yeah. All right. I want to hear your NL pick first. My NL pick. I'm also kind of going to go chalk, and I'm going to give you a good reason for it, though. I'm going to go with O'Neill Cruz, the shortstop for the Pirates. I say chalk. Your your face kind of gave me a little wait, bit of wait, expression. Wait, wait. Is, is, Hen- is Henry inside of you, by the way? He is not. All right, <laughs> but his, his influence is a little bit in this, right? So O'Neill Cruz came up at the end of last year. Played, I think, literally two games for the Pirates at the end of last season, right? In his first at bat, he hit the hardest ball that a Pirate has ever hit in the Statcast era. Think about that. In his first at bat. In his first at bat. Was it on the first pitch you saw? I don't think it was on the first pitch you saw. <laughs> but think about that, right? It also It's also a, you know, a commentary on how bad the Pirates have been over the last few years. But this kid comes up, 
first at bat, hits a ball 110 miles an hour. Welcome to the show, kid, right? Yeah, no he's, kidding. He's big. He can run. A lot like Julio Rodriguez, a different kind of player. This kid's a shortstop. He's big. He can run. He's more of a... He's not going to hit you 30 home runs a year. But I think he's he's a guy that can really make some noise in a Pirates lineup that's going to be not very good this year. I think he can be a... a star that can shine pretty brightly in Pittsburgh. The only thing that I disagree with you on that pick is he's starting the season in AAA. Is he really? Yes. I have his transactions listed. He's going to come up. He's going to come up. He's going to come up. He's going to come up eventually. Over nine at bats. I mean, he was three for nine with a homer in his limited playing time last season. Then he'll come up. He'll come up. He's also, I believe he's the betting favorite for rookie of the year. I I believe he is. He'll be up by the end of the month. Also six, seven is a baseball player as a shortstop. Think about that. I mean, Correa is 6'5". We all thought that was starring. I know. My pick, I mean, first of all, it's kind of hard to describe him as a rookie, kind of like Gurriel with the Astros a few years ago, because he's not a typical rookie age. Mm. I believe he's in his 30s at this point, but I trust Seiya Suzuki of the Mm -hmm. Chicago Cubs far more than I do any big rookie, because... When you look at the facts, I mean, he's, he's not been, really a rookie. He's been mashing yeah. overseas for years. He's not really a rookie. Yeah. Kind of like Ichiro when he came over. Guriel when he came up from Cuba. Yeah. So you, you're going to make me go on a bit of a rant here. You finish your point. So I think that you, because like you said, rookies are so hard to predict. I kind of have to go chalk here. Fair enough. No, I, I, I can't blame you for that one. The, the little bit of a rant I was going to have. You mentioned each Ichiro winning the rookie of the year when he came over, right? You know who didn't win the rookie of the year in his first season in, in the States? Tanaka? No. Well, Tanaka was hurt for half the year. It was Matsui. They didn't give it to him because because the thought process is, at least people think, is the writers thought, ah, he's not really a rookie. He's been playing in Japan forever. And didn't win rookie of the year. Ota- Otani won rookie of the Otani, year, Otani, Otani, did Otani win rookie? He, yeah, he, he must. Uh, I, I'm go. almost... No, did, did Andujar win it when he was a rookie? No, Otani won. Andujar finished second. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And Torres yeah, finished yeah. third. And Torres finished third. Um, yeah, yeah. Who won rookie of the year when Matsui was a rookie? I, let me, uh, Bobby Crosby, I believe, the shortstop for the A's. Let me look that up. Yeah, that's, 100% I sure. definitely knew who that was before you said that. I know, I know, I know. It's a, it's a, see, so, some rookies of the year, and we mentioned it with the whole like volatility of the, of the whole award, right? You look past in the past of some rookies of the year, there's some names you're not going to know on there. Yeah. I mean... Malcolm Brogdon won Rookie of the yes, Year he did. in the NBA. And yes, he did. Look where he's at now. All right, moving down the line to the Manager of the Year. I'll start off in the AL. I don't necessarily know if this is a bold take, but considering how they ended last season, I mean, it was nothing short of bad. I mean, they were humiliated off the field. Maybe that's part of the reason why I'm thinking, telling myself, yeah, this isn't chalk. You're not just throwing out a name, but... Tony La Russa of the Chicago White Sox. Interesting. I think they're going to take a few leaps forward. Playing in that division will do them no favors, but I think they end up with the two seed in the AL as opposed to the three. Like Interesting. Okay, okay. I am going to go pretty chalky. I'm going to go Charlie Montoyo All right. with the Blue Jays. I think, he's gonna, I think the Blue Jays are going to be very good this year. We're going to get to that later. Huh. And I think... Because it's, he, listen, he's got a ton of great players. He's got talent up the wazoo in Toronto. But he's, he's, the key is when you have talent is that you're not on the manager of the Yankees, you're not the manager of the Red Sox, you're not the manager of the Dodgers. That has kind of the stigma of, oh, you know, they have great players, but look at their payroll, right? Now, the Blue Jays' payroll is not low, but I think it's, it's enough of a, a discrepancy where if the Blue Jays go out there and win 100 games, win the division, 
I think they're gonna give uh, yeah. give them the, give them the manager. The I mean, game. yeah, Toronto isn't a small market like a Kansas City or Oakland, mm. but heck, they've got the entire country of Canada backing them. I.e., not necessarily financially, but Canada's got its own team, right? Yeah. I, mean, I know Vancouver isn't exactly convenient to Toronto, but if you look at me and ask me, if you go and ask people in Vancouver. Do they root for the Mariners or do they root for the Blue Jays? Oh, they root for the Blue Jays. I guarantee yeah. you most of them will probably say Blue Jays. Yeah, probably. By the way, Liam, one small correction. Bobby Crosby won the Rookie of the Year in 2004. Angel Barroa in 2003. That's who was rookie in 03, right? Yep. Angel Barroa. Angel Barroa. Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Give me your NL pick. My NL pick for Manager of the Year. Oh, boy. This is this is a tough one. See, probably a week ago I would have said Buck Showalter. But now his entire pitching staff has gone to, you know, to, to not pitching. So, my pick for NL Manager of the Year is going to be Joe Girardi. Really? Joe Girardi. Is this a bit of a homer pick? Perhaps. Perhaps it is. I'm going to say Girardi because I think the Phillies are going to make some noise this year. Yes, they play bad defense. I'm sure we'll get to that later. I think the Phillies are going to make some noise this year. I think Girardi's going to handle the bullpen better because he's got some better players back there. And I think there's not really an obvious answer here because it's not going to be Dave Roberts, right? No. no matter how many games they win, Dave Roberts is not winning manager of the year. I mentioned Showalter. I'm kind of down on him now. Snitker, nah. They just won the World Series. So, like, yeah. Council or, you know, the the, the new kid. What's what's the new guy's name in, in St. Louis? The guy the guy was like 35 Oliver years old. Marmol. Marmol, yeah, yeah. Could be Marmol. Could be Marmo, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Girardi. I said the wheelie because you stole just about all my. Oh my god! I'm also picking Joe Girardi. Wow! Look, you mentioned the Phillies and their bad defense, but the moves they made with Schwarber and Hoskins, they're gonna power bats. No moves this offseason better encapsulate the modern game of baseball, mm-hmm. which is homers, homers, homers. Do not give a regard to anything else, right? And, you know, I think that bullpen is going to take some steps forward this year. Maybe not. Maybe it won't be the blowpen like the Philly faithful have been calling it for years. The blowpen, yeah. I mean, Zach Wheeler is still a Cy Young caliber pitcher. Yeah. Nola. Nola's a good pitcher. Yeah, he's inconsistent, but he still can give you a good start. I'd take him. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe we agree on this. Well, I'm very surprised by this. I'm shocked you picked Girardi. I mean, and, well, first of all, if you want a new book to read, look at look for Cheated by Andy Martino, the Mets beat writer. It's about the Astros sign-stealing scandal. Yeah. If the Astros weren't cheating in 2017, there's always the possibility that Girardi doesn't lose his job. It's it's t- I think a lot of Yankee fans have been wondering that over the last five years. I think he would have been gone anyway. I really do. So you, then again, so you think if they had won the World Series, he would have been gone? That's, that's the caveat, though. If they would have beat the Dodgers, though, how do you, how do you get rid of them then? But I, I think if they would have lost in the World Series to the Dodgers, I bet I bet he, I bet they get rid of them anyway. Although then again, if the Astros weren't cheating. They it would have been Red Sox Yankees in the ALCS, and we all could know, be. Could and we be. all know what's happened the last time the Red Sox played the Yankees right, in the ALCS. All right, all right, all right, More on that later. All but, right. So this isn't an award that MLB traditionally gives out, but I want to talk about who you think is going to be the most improved most player improved in the year. Player. Starting in the American League, this is a guy who has shown. Flashes of brilliance, but has never really been able to string a full season together, whether it be thanks to 2020 and the 60 games or injuries in 2021. But this guy has five-tool potential across the board. Yeah. 
Luis Robert of the Chicago White Sox. I like it. I like it. And he has potential to be a 40-40 threat. Yeah, he does. Oh, my God, does he ever have potential to be a 40-40 threat. That guy hits the ball as hard as just about anybody in the sport. Yeah. I mean, didn't he, didn't he hit one close to one, close to 120 last year? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he <laughs> did. Yeah, I have no doubt. Mine? My turn? Go ahead. American League. I'm going to say he was good last year. This guy he was good last year. Former number one overall pick. Casey Mize is my Yeah, pick. he was good. Yeah, he, he was, was he was solid last year. He had about a three and a half ERA, right? He took the step from, you know, kind of being a kid trying to find his find his way in the big leagues to becoming a really solid pit, really solid contributor on a team that was, you know, got better last year in the Tigers. I think this year is the year where if the Tigers really want to take a little bit of a step as a team, they need Mize to take the step from good, solid, reliable pitcher to Maybe not a Cy Young candidate, but one of the most solid, one of the best pitchers in the American League. I think he's got all the talent to do it. Yeah, if you can throw him into a category kind of like where Nathan Evaldi is or where Chris mm. Bassett was last year, then you're really building because, like we mentioned, they added Mario Rodriguez and they've yeah. got another guy in Spencer Turnbull who I think can take another step forward this year. School ball as well, yeah. Matt Manning, you hope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've got young pieces. I'm also a big Akil Badu guy. I like Akil Badu, too. He's, he got a little spunk in him, doesn't he? He does have a little yeah. spunk in him. All right. National League. I'll let you go first. I'm starting off the National League. All right. Mine is a little bit more about health in the National League. All right? All right. I'm going to take Carlos Rodon, San Francisco Giants. So, you know, he's had huge moments in his career. He's got no, uh, no hitter on his resume. He's been a really good pitcher, especially last year for the White Sox. The problem is he's not durable. No. He's, he's only going to give you about you know, 15, 20 starts a year. If he can give you 32 in a season, he's going to be the best pitcher in that rotation, and he's going to be among NL Cy Young Award candidates. Okay. So the one thing I would counter to that is is that he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He hasn't. But when he's been he able hasn't. to throw, he's been good. So I don't necessarily know if that would mark a major improvement. Then again, I made the same argument for Luis Bear. So yeah, exactly. I'm kind of contradictory it, yeah. to myself. So I like your pick, but my guy in 2017 broke into the big leagues in a massive way, 18 homers with 50 in only 50 games. Mm. Since then, yeah, he had 34 homers in 18, but since then his production has been kind of lackadaisical for what we all thought him to be. Can I guess who this is? Go ahead. Is it Hoskins? It is Reese Hoskins. The Philadelphia Phillies first baseman, not a good defender, but... No. That's a theme with the Phillies. Yeah. When he connects, they go a long Mm -hmm. way, and now that you've got two sluggers that know how to hit the ball well and take good pitches in Castellanos and Schwarber, I think Reese Hoskins is going to hit 40 home runs this year. Let me let me just back you up right here, Liam. He played 107 games last year. He had 27 home runs. Yeah. It's really that, good. That's 40 really homer, good. That's 40 homer pace. Uh, he, he, potentially even more than that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that pick. I really do. I think he's kind of been in the, the last couple of years, he's kind of been hovering as like not quite an all-star, but a very good player that you yeah. like in your lineup. I like that pick. I really do. And with Schwarber, especially Schwarber, with his ability to take ball four, something that yeah. Hoskins does not do a lot of. I mean, 108 strikeouts compared to 47 walks. Yeah. Not good. Not great. No, not great. Not not terrible. Not, but it's, not, not, terrible, not terrible, but terrible. not good. Not, not great either. Yeah, fair. All right. Moving into Cy Young, Ooh, starting with the American League. There's a right answer to this, and there's a wrong answer, Liam. Go for it. Don't you dare say who I think you're going to say. But... <laughs> Like I said earlier, I don't want to go chalk, so I'm going a little bold. Okay. This guy in 2021 was the story of a two-half season. So, let me as I pull up his numbers here, because 
let me just say they are deafening. Deafening numbers. Through the end of July, yeah. this pitcher had an ERA of 3.26. Good. In August, his ERA was 621. That's bad. In September, his ERA was 920. That's even worse. That's a, that, that, is that bad? That's not great, Liam. Okay, yeah, just double-checking. All right, so, but what this guy did over the span from 2018 to 2020, three seasons, all of them were at an ERA of 2.7 or better. Okay. I'm trying to think who He's this is. been severely disrespected throughout his career, partly because he was overshadowed by Clayton Kershaw in Los Angeles and his move to the Toronto Blue Jays was overshadowed by Garrett Cole going to the Yankees. You taking Ryu? I'm taking Hunter wow. Ryu to oh, win the American my. League Cy Young Award this oh. year. I think he puts the pieces together. Wow. Produces his first true full season with the Blue Jays and ultimately helps them on their path to an American League East title in a major way. Liam, you can make a case he's the fourth best pitcher in that rotation. I'm aware. Yeah. That's that's a bold take. I respect it. It's a bold take. I don't agree with it in any in any way, shape, or form. But I respect it. But I it's really not do. a bad take. Well, I mean, we'll find out, I guess. We, we? Yeah, we I guess we will find out. All right, you ready for mine? I want you, know you know what I'm going to take. Oh, it's yeah. Garrett Cole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Garrett Cole is the best pitcher in the American League. He was fi- he finished second in Cy Young voting last year. He finished third in 2020, I believe he did. He should have won in 2019. There's no reason Verlander was the Cy Young over Cole. Now, you know what the reason was? It's because of when you when your guy Porcello beat him out. I bet the writers felt bad for him this time around. They didn't want to get they didn't want to get beat up by Kate Upton again. And the writers got scared of his wife. That's why they gave it to him. But no, Garrett Cole Kate should up, Kate Upton is something else. Oh boy. Garrett Cole should have a Cy Young award already. He's almost won it the last two years. This is the season he finally puts it all together. He's the he's the most talented pitcher in the American League. I'm taking my guy Garrett. Alright, so I am gonna counter on this. So Go for it. His, I know what you're going to say. The first two months of his season were spectacular. I know, I know. He had I a 218 ERA in April and May. I know. But that's when they started to crack down on sticky, sticky stuff. stuff. Yep. 465 in June, 471 in July. In August, he was spectacular. Yeah. ERA barely over half a run and three starts, but he missed the first half of the month because he had COVID. Yeah. September, zero was 513. September, he also got hurt, though. Remember, he did have a hamstring injury all of September. And then he got yeeted in the he, wild card he, game. That, don't remind me. Oh, I'm going to remind you of that. I know. But let me counter to that, though, a little go bit. Go ahead. Yes, you're right. After the sticky stuff, he did, his, his, his numbers did go down. That is very fair that it's objectively true. I think a year later, I think he's going to adapt to it a little bit. He's been working on a bit of a cutter this spring, which his personal catcher, now starting catcher, Kyle Higashioka, says, it looks pretty good. So I trust a guy like Garrett Cole. I trust his process. I trust his stuff. I trust his work ethic. I think he's a really smart guy. I think he's going to figure it out. And his numbers... Even before he got to Houston, he put up really, really good seasons in Pittsburgh before the whole, you know, pine tar, spider tag. Hey, relax, your roommate's about to go psycho. I know, I know, we don't want to get Henry too riled up here. All right, but National he, League. National unless League. You, unless you got another point to make. No, that's, I think we're right. good. National League. Last year, Corbin Burns won in the National League, yes? Yes. I'm taking his teammate, Brandon Woodruff. Okay. It's a little bit of a... I don't know if it's out of left field. Brandon Woodruff's very good, right? I don't think it's out of left field. Yeah, I don't think it's out of left field. Maybe not a name that would pop to mind first, I would say, potentially. But I think Brandon Woodruff, both of them last year, they were both unbelievable. Woodruff was in contention with Burns, with his teammate. Burns just had, from a strikeout standpoint, one of the greatest seasons anybody's ever had in the last, you know, 15, 20 years. So I think Woodruff, you know, 
a little bit of a gut feeling. I can't really tell. He's a great pitcher. I think he's going to have the best year this year. All right. So when you look at the Los Angeles Dodgers, their lineup is unbelievable. Yep. But up and down the board, I'm not going to lie. I think their pitching is a question mark. I agree. We don't know if Kershaw is going to be back nope. healthy. Or how long that's going to last or for long. if he is. Yeah. We don't know if that D-back Trevor Power is going to come back. We don't know if don't Greg know. Kimbrell is going to return to full potential. Nope. We don't know if Bruce Dargradderall or Brake Trinan can step in if Kim Kimbrell does wet the bed. Nope. But one thing I can assure you will happen is that Walker Buehler will be the best pitcher in the National League this year, not named DeGrom or Scherzer. And, and you DeGrom can't pick either of them. DeGrom and Scherzer are going to be hurt to start the year, yep. too. So that logic has me to believe that the Dodgers' right-hander, who has been nothing short of fantastic in his young career, but he's never been there. Mm. He, was he was almost there last year. He was almost there last year. Yeah, he was almost there last year. Corbin Burns just had a career year. Yeah. I think he takes another step forward and takes the Cy Young that I've been claiming he's going to get for a while. You're a man after my own heart with that pick, Liam. I love Walker Bueller. I mean, I love Walker Bueller. Tight pants make you throw harder. It's, an, it's yeah. a proven fact. It's <laughs> a proven fact. I love that pick. I really do. All right. Now we go to everyone's favorite, the MVP. Now, is it... You know what? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. I already named this guy in one of my predictions earlier for the American League. Yeah, I did, and I think Louise Robert is gonna take that wow. much of a step. Look, I love in it. In limited action last year, he had 338 with 13 home runs and 43 runs batted in. Yeah, over just 58 games, you put mm. that over a full season, that is 30 home run pop, mm. if not more. And yeah. with the fact that he's still young and developing and getting better, that could. 40, maybe even 50. I said earlier he has the potential to be a 40-40 player. Yeah, and you mentioned you're going to look at, you know, a lot of MVP is going to be, you know, looking at the war number, right? He's he's a guy who's going to rack up the war. Not only is he going to hit, he's going to hit for power. He's going to play good defense in center field. He can run. He can run the bases really well. I think that's a good pick. My turn? Go for it. This is the guy who I believe you picked last year. Yeah. And the guy who was only beaten out because Shohei Otani had the greatest season anybody's ever had. I did pick him last year. I'm going to take Vlad Guerrero Jr. I think he's he's such a stud. Yeah. He, the, the way that kid hits the ball, it's 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 not unlike anything I've ever seen because I watch Judge and Stanton play every day. Oh, you're really but comparing them to him? But the way they hit the ball, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very similar way to how hard they make contact. Okay, okay. I mean, I think that's fair. They both, that, all three That's the, fair, but Guerrero's a better contact hitter than both no, of them. Correct. That's okay. why he's at, he's at a, t- a slightly that, different That's where I started to push the needle to the throttle, you know what I mean? Yeah, he is He is just so, so good. I mean, he is he a good defender? No, he's, he's a, not a great defender at first base. Thank God, well, from my prediction standpoint, stake, he's not at third base anymore where, you know, the war number is going to get really bumped down if he was playing third. He's not. I kind of wish he was as a Yankee fan, but that's besides the point. <laughs> at first base, he's going to be fine enough, right? He'll be, you know, he's not going to embarrass you at first base. And he's just going to hit so much. I think this is his year to win MVP. Um, and when you look at who is playing third base rather than him. Yeah, don't remind me of that. The best glove on the left corner in all of baseball. Perhaps maybe the best glove in all of baseball, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And now I start. Go for it. This is very much chalk. It's just his turn. It's time. Juan Soto's the best. Yeah. He's the best hitter in baseball. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for a false positive COVID test in twenty twenty, you would have won it then. He had he had a very good case to win it last year against Bryce Harper. Came up just short. It's it's Juan Soto's time. He's yeah, the best hitter in baseball. It's Juan Soto. I mean, yeah, come on. He's already at an MVP level, but he hasn't won it yet. I mean, 
He's gonna hit three hundred again. He heck, he three fifty one in the short in twenty twenty. He's ridiculous. That he's going to hit thirty homers this season for the no, he hit thirty four in twenty nineteen. Excuse me. I'll take it a level up. He's gonna hit forty home runs for the wow. first time in his young career. Because that's seemingly what it takes. Power, power, power. I don't think Harper hit 40 last year, but he came quite close. In fact, I'll look that up now. The only issue, Liam, the one issue they could face is the Nationals lineup stinks. Yeah. It's awful. Other than him and Nelly Cruz. Cruz. So you're going to have Cruz as a little bit of protection, which is, you know, it's something, right? But Juan Soto, could he might walk 130 times this year. Yeah. That's a real possibility. Because why would you pitch to him? Harper hit 35 last yeah. year, by the way. All right. Let me ask you this, though, before we move on. One second. Go over. When I said Juan Soto was the best hitter in baseball, you gave me a little bit of a look. Yeah, I did, because Mike Trout would like a word. If he can stay healthy. Best hitter. Hitter. Just pure hitter. Best at hitting the ball. Now, Mike Trout's a way better defender. He's faster, better base runner than Soto is. But I think it's just hitting the ball. I'm taking Soto. I don't think that's a bad take at all. However... I am not ready to pick him okay. over Trout yet. Fair. I, Trout, don't, Trout. Again, I don't think that's a bad pick at all. He's also going to stay on the field, Mike Trout, that too. to be fair. All yeah. right, let's start. Let's get into divisions. Let's begin with our favorite, the AL East. Probably oh the God. toughest division in all baseball. Oh, for sure. A all thousand right. percent. I think the only thing that we... Well, actually, I think we can agree on two things. I think we both have the Orioles last. I actually have the Orioles winning the division. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I'd be shocked if you didn't have Toronto first. I do. Okay. I do. I do. I want to pick the Yankees. I really do. I, I mean, you, you get it, right? Yeah. I, I really want to pick the Yankees. I think the Yankees are going to be very good this year. I think they're going to finish second. I think the Blue Jays just have way too much firepower. And something that's even going to be a little bit of an advantage for them, you know, the Yankees got to go up to Toronto nine times. You got the vaccination rule in Canada. We don't know exactly who's vaccinated on the Yankees and who's not. There's some concern that some very important players on the Yankees roster are not vaccinated. So if you got to play nine games against the Blue Jays without potentially part of the middle of your order, that's going to be a real disadvantage in a division that I think is going to come down to four teams within seven, eight games of each other. Yeah, so it's the same thing with the Red Sox. Like, Sale's not vaccinated, but the flip side of that is he's not going to be back until June. He's not so. pitching anyway, right? <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. The homer in me picked Boston to be in second because yeah. why not? It's the right. Red Sox. They're right. my team. I picked Tampa to finish third over New York solely because... Second over New York, you mean? Third. I have the Red Sox in second. Oh, I oh, 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 oh. I have Toronto winning. I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not okay. that homer. Okay, okay, okay. I picked Tampa to beat New York solely because over the past two seasons... I'm sorry, it's just true. No, they've owned the us. Have been they've owned us. Back. They've owned us. Plain and simple. And I do think Tampa's going to take a step back. Heck, I have them finishing third. But the 2-3-4 line, I think Boston goes... 94 and 68, Tampa 93 and 69, New York 92 and 70. I will take the Blue Jays at 100 wins, even, 162. I will take the Yankees at 97, Tampa 95, Red Sox 92. And I, I think and I think all four of those teams make the playoffs. I, I also have all four of those teams yeah. making the playoffs. A little spoiler for later. All right, but we're in agreement. Like, I could see any of those four teams winning the division, and I think all four of them make it. The only thing I can't see is Toronto finishing fourth. Yeah, yeah, I can't see Toronto. I think Toronto, fourth. they got the they got the most talent. I think they'll either finish first or second. And especially after coming in fourth last season, I think that's going to leave a better taste in their mouths. Could be, could be. All right, AL Central. Okay, mentioned this, this a little bit earlier. So, we both have Chicago winning, yeah. but I've got Minnesota too because I think guys on that offense are going to bounce back. Maybe mm. 
a guy like Sunil or Polanco, the additions of Correa, Gary Sanchez, and maybe Gary Sanchez <laughs> help out a lot. Their pitching is a question mark. That's a big question mark. I yeah. think the offense is going to take a leap forward. I've got Detroit in third. Mm-hmm. They're going to continue to build off of it. Kansas City in fourth. And that's not a testament to them being bad, but it's a testament to Minnesota and Detroit continuing to take steps forward. That 2-3-4 line can be flipped in any way, in my mm-hmm. opinion, but it's like the AL East. We built, I think 1-5 and five are the only two locked-in positions. Chicago in first, the Guardians in last. By the way, that is really weird. Guardians? Yes. I know, it does feel weird, doesn't it? It's like the Commanders. We'll get to that in football season. Yeah. That's, that's going to be really weird. I think White Sox, yes, one. I think we agree with that. I'm not sold on the Guardians dead the, locked in the last. Because their pitching staff is still very their good. Their pitching staff is solid. They can't hit. They can't hit a lick. Unless your name is Jose or Frenmo. And Jose might be gone very soon. <laughs> yeah. He could be a San Diego Padre by the time this, this podcast is up. I think Rays could be gone too. Could be. Could be. I very easily could be. No, they can't. They couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. But they still got Shane Bieber at the top of their rotation. They still got Plesak. They still got a guy like Savale. They got a lot of really good arms. So I'm not going to say they're locked in the last place. I think it's going to be them and the Royals kind of battling it out in the 70 to 75 win range. I think then you have the Tigers at about 85, 80, 86, and the Twins right there with them. Yeah. Neither, neither of them making the playoffs. Yeah, and because the AL East. Because the AL East is too good. Yeah. And they're going to they're gonna feast on Cleveland and Kansas City probably for yeah. a while. And the the horrible AL West too, might I add. Win win number for the White Sox. Sorry. Win number for the White Sox. Ah, uh, ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Wow. Yeah. I'll say ninety-four. All right. So AL West. Yeah. Obviously, the Astros are going to take a step back because they don't have Correa. So mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to fault them for that. I mean, people are probably dancing on their grave. Yeah. You myself, and me included. You and me myself included. Myself included. Yeah. But. There's no one. There's no one else in this division that can even remotely challenge them, especially with how Oakland just sold off their entire team. Mm. The Angels, if they could stay healthy over a full season, I would consider it. But with to win the division, sur- yeah, really, actually, maybe not winning, but challenging for a wild card. Fair, fair. With questions surrounding Trout, Rendon, mm. Thor. By the way, I'm excited to see him pitch again. There's just there's just too many question marks now. I have Texas finishing third. Okay. That pitching, wow, okay. The pitching is a major question mark. I, I'm aware. Yeah. But They're gonna them hit. signing Seager and Semyon almost makes me question their decision to trade Gallo. Because that make a whole if lot you're going to dump him, then why are you going and signing these big boppers on the open market out of nowhere, right? I guess I just wouldn't have been able to commit to Gallo long-term anyway. Okay, that that being said, I, I'm sure you agree. I'm sure you would take one, or both of them, one, let alone both of them, over Joey Gallo. Oh! Oh no! Come on! I think Gallo's gonna have a good year. I really do. I'd probably take either of them over Gallo. Sure. Be- I think he's gonna have a better season than he did last year. But you can't take Joey Gallo's kind of a, a unique taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's a very unique kind of player. If you love home runs and walks, he's your guy. But you got to deal with the strikeouts. Right. The addition of John Gray was a really under the radar one. I also think Dane Dunning will take a step forward. And John but- Gray, you mentioned John Gray, Liam. Not not to cut you off. In Colorado, he wasn't very good. Well, he was okay for Colorado standards. Yeah. Right? But you know when you talk about people talk about all oh, the altitude and that's an issue and that's a factor for sure, but it's also when you throw a breaking ball in Colorado, it moves differently. It's not going to move as much because the air is thinner. Yeah. His slider at basically you know closer to sea level in Texas is going to be way better than it was in Denver. I think he's he's really somebody to look out for. All right, in the fourth place, I've got the Mariners. I think that 
Yeah, they made some big flashy additions. Adam Frazier, Jesse Winker, Eugenio Suarez, but... Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray as well. Another guy that's potentially unvaccinated, according to rumors. But mm. when you look at what the Mariners did last season, I think they were the most fraudulent team in baseball by a landslide. And I look at one stat for that. Run differential? Run differential. Yep. Their run differential was, as I do everything in my power to try and find it, here we go. Come on. It wasn't great. It was not great. No. It was comparable to that of the Colorado Rockies. Dilly. And yeah, good. if you're sitting here and telling me that the Colorado Rockies were a good team, I don't know what to tell you. Like, the Mariners had a minus .3 run differential per game. Let's look up and down the line. Cleveland, minus .1. Philadelphia, minus .1. They had far and away the worst run differential of any team remotely in con- contention. Yeah, no, the way they did it, they did it with smoke and mirrors, Liam. They got big hits and big moments. They had decent pitching, not great. They didn't really hit home runs. They didn't have a high batting average at all. They really, they it was timely hitting that got them, it got them to, what, they win 90 games, 91 games, whatever it was? 91. 91 no, games, 90. Uh, 90 games, yeah, whatever it was. That got them to the, to the doorstep of the playoffs. But, you know, kind of the the timely hitting is very much a random thing, right? Because it's 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 not really something you can guarantee is going to carry over year over year. Yeah, I, I I can't blame it for that. I can't kill you for that. And then Oakland in last. That's yeah, obviously. That's the obvious. All right. So in the National League East, I mean, I think it's the Braves' division to lose by a landslide. Even I agree. though they lost Freeman, the fact of the matter is they're getting Acuna back. They added Matt Olson to replace mm-hmm. Freeman, who was honestly comparable because he's fairly underrated and. Marcelo Zuna thing, yeah, it's a bit of a question mark. I personally would not want to see him play in the big leagues again. But I don't think it matters, honestly. Uh, it definitely doesn't to, to, to the Braves. To the, no, to the Braves. To the I Braves, mean. it doesn't matter. On the field, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so there's that. But how can you not pick them? But up, And I think you may agree with me here, too. I think I think we will probably both have the Braves first, mm-hmm. and we'll probably both have the Nationals last. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Even though I have my MVP on the net, we both have our MVP on the Nationals. <laughs> He's going to finish right. last. Yeah. Right, so, or I've got Miami. Even though Agreed. I think they're going to take a step forward this year, I think they Completely agree. could have yep. a winning record. Yep. They got that, some good young pitchers in that, in that rotation. Yeah, Jorge Soler, too. They got, yeah, true. true I true. think that is more of a testament to how much better New York and Philadelphia are going to be this year. Yep. And even though the Mets, I have, first of all, I have them in third because they won't have DeGrom and Scherzer. They're, if they can come back healthy, they will be miles better than what they were last year. Mm-hmm. And when you add in three under-the-radar additions from Oakland and Chris Bassett, Mark Canna, and Starry Marte, and the fact that Francisco Lindor is going to have a bounce-back season... You hope. You would hope. Yeah. And then Philadelphia, if it's now or never for them. It's now or never for them. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. I agree. I think it's... I think for Joe Girardi, even, I think the pressure's going to be ramped up just a little bit this year. Yeah. Because he, he's got some talent now. That offense is... You know, forget, forget the Dodgers, right? You could make his case that offense is the second best in the, in the National League. Yeah. It's up there, right? Gotta be. The only other team I would consider is Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta with Acuna healthy, right? Or yeah, with Acuna healthy, or maybe San Diego with Tatis healthy. <laughs> when was your motorcycle accident, Fernando? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? That's definitely what you want to hear from your $340 million shortstop. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get to Tatis in the National League West, but no, it's... I agree with you. I, I'm going to take the Mets third and the Phillies second. Because the Mets won, you know, for all the pomp and circumstance around the Mets, right? They won 77 games in the worst division in baseball last year. 
if you want them to make the playoffs, you, you need at least a 10-win spike, right? Yeah. Maybe probably even more than that, potentially. And I was going to say, I think both Philadelphia and the Mets get wildcard berths. Interesting. Okay. All yeah. right, so National League Central, this is about as two-team of a two division as it could oh, possibly yeah. get oh, yeah. with St. Louis and Milwaukee. Yep. Pittsburgh, sorry, Henry, they're finishing last. Cincinnati just sold off their entire team, not named Joey Votto, and mm. maybe Aristides Aquino. They're finishing Castillo, fourth. yeah, Castillo. Still, he'll be gone eventually. Oh, yeah. He'll be he'll be gone by the deadline. Yeah. Chicago, I like the moves they made picking up Stroman and Suzuki, but their their new young core just isn't ready yet. I'm so confused by what the Cubs are doing. What are they doing, Liam? <laughs> I, I don't know. Are they trying to contend? Because if they are, they're not good enough to do it. No. Are they trying to, like, trades? Strowman at the deadline? Are they trying to trade Anderson Simmons at the deadline? I mean, what's what's the what's the plan in Chicago? I mean, is Epstein still there? Yeah. So I trust him exquisitely. Well, no, Epstein's not there. Sorry, Epstein's in the commissioner's office. It's Jed York, but the same thing, basically. I mean, he's a disciple of Epstein, yeah. which means I trust him implicitly. Right. But it's confusing what they're doing. Yeah. When you look at St. Louis and Milwaukee, the Brewers' offense left too much of a dark cloud on me this past postseason to give me any hope of remotely picking them. I picked them to win the whole thing last year. Sitting here in this very room with Henry, I picked them to win the whole thing. So did he, unless I'm mistaken. Did he really? I mean, about this. either him or Allie picked the Mariners. I don't remember who. Okay. Brewers, I don't remember who. But I think it's the Cardinals' division to take this year. The Cardinals? Wow. Okay, interesting. I'm probably gonna stick with the Brewers. I think they're 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 two, they're two stud pitchers to me are just a little bit too much. They they could legitimately finish in the top three, both of them in Cy Young voting, both Burns and and uh, Woodruff. I picked Woodruff to win my Cy Young award. You're right about their offense. Christian Yelich has been bad for three years now. You know nobody really wants to mention it, but it's it hasn't. Well, two years. Sorry, 2020 and 2021 he's not been very good. 2019 he was good. 2018 he was good. Yeah, but he's. He hasn't been very good. And their offense, you know, Willie Adamas was great for them at the end of last year. Is he going to be able to do that over a full season? I don't know. And, you know, an old Lorenzo Cain, okay. You know, there's not a whole lot to, to be desired there on the offensive end. No. All right, so NL West, 1-4-5 and five are set to me. Founders are winning it relatively easily. Yeah. Colorado's fourth, Arizona's fifth. I give the Rockies the edge because... I think they just did more this offseason, adding Chris Bryant. I mean, another team that's very confusing. Yeah. Yes, another team that's very confusing. It's a flashy move, and I think that's enough to get them over the last place hump. San Diego and San Francisco. I'm sorry, but I think the Giants had the most fluky run out of anybody last season. Plain yeah. And simple. I if you held a gun to my head and asked me, are they going to win 107 games again? I would say no, God, no, no way. No. No chance. When they lost Kevin Gausman and Buster Posey and all of their veterans had seemingly had career years in the same year. They're very 2019 Yankees-ish. They're very 2019 Yankees-ish. Because when you have, you know, Mike Talkman having a great year, you have Gio Rochella having a great year. You have Gio Cameron Rochella's Mabin. a good hitter. He's, no, he's okay. He's league average. You have a guy like Cameron Mabin coming out of nowhere, right? For the first time in 10 years ever hitting. That's kind of like, you know, Lamont. Kendrick Morales. Kendrick, yeah, Kendrick Morales. You have a guy like Lamont Wade, right? Is he going to give, is he going to be a productive starter in the major leagues for 162 games? Uh, you know, is Evan Longoria at this age going to be able to do it again? Is Brandon Crawford at this age going to be able to do it again? Brandon Belt, too. Belt I have a little bit more confidence in. I think Brandon Belt's been a really good hitter for a while now. Yeah, okay, okay, but... 
fact of the matter is, even with Tatis being injured and Machado not being able to yell at him in the dugout, <laughs> I have a little more faith in the Padres than I do the Phillies. You I'm talk fair. about you talk about now or never with the Phillies, right? This feels let's, like let's, now or never with San let's Diego. Let's go too. here, Padres. You made the playoffs in 2020. I think it's unfair to tell them like win the World Series. No, right now, no, no, no. You need to you need to take a step forward because I, yeah, they were awful. At the end of last season. Yeah, they were. I don't think you'd be hard-pressed to find a greater in-season collapse than what we saw with the Potters last year. I'll give you, the, 20, give you the 2011 Red Sox as an example. You stink. <laughs> right, you, so, you, you teed that up for me, Liam. I did too. I do agree with you. I will take the Padres to finish second and the Giants finish third. Yeah, that, that was very funny. The, the, the Giants might uh, might win 25 less games than they did last year. It's a possibility. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. All right, so... I kind of want to rapid fire through these playoff picks. So Let's do it. I'll start off with the... All right, tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll actually carry you all the way to the World Series. Okay. So, American League wild card. Yeah. Red Sox over Rays in three. Okay. Yankees over Astros in two. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, NL wild card. Phillies over Padres in three. Cardinals over Mets in two. American League division series. Red Sox over White Sox in four. Yankees okay. over Blue Jays in five. So, we got a Red Sox-Yankees ALCS. NLDS, Cardinals over Braves in five. Phillies over Dodgers in five. Wow. I think that's the hottest take of the episode. I think that, I think so. I think LA's pitching completely falters at the inopportune time. Okay. Kind of like what they did last year. Unless mm. they make a move for a Max Scherzer, which probably isn't going to happen again. No. ALCS, Sox over Yanks in seven. Of course. Call me a ho- I'm, And I'll say this, because I sense something similar coming later. When you have a team that had the season they had last year and got better, or your in your case, your guys had a down, like everyone on your team had a bad year. Yeah, pretty and much. And they still yeah. won 92 games. Yeah. If you're not picking your team when you're in a position like us, what are you doing? I'm sorry. I don't blame you. you I don't blame you. We can, and, we're allowed to be fans here. Exactly. And yeah. NLCS, I think Philly beats St. Louis in seven. So Boston, Philadelphia will be the World Series matchup wow. this year. And you know what? Sox and six. Okay. All right. Call me a homer, but I don't blame you for I, it, I, and I'm not gonna blame you if and when you pick the Yankees. Because I think I think it's fair that if your team's in the position, you can you you're allowed to take them. I think it last year, no way. Last year, no, no way. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I'll give you mine. I think the AL wild cards will be in order: uh, the Yankees, the Rays, and the Red Sox. I think the Yankees beat the Rays in three games, and I think the Red Sox beat the White Sox in three games. So now we got the ALDS. The ALDS, the number one seed in the American League, is going to be the Toronto Blue Jays, and they're going to we're going to have to face them. And they're going to beat the Boston Red Sox in four games. I don't I don't blame you for picking yeah. Toronto. Keep in mind, I did pick the Yankees to beat them. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair, fair. Then I'm going to take the Yankees are going to sweep the Astros. Get some revenge for I, 2017. I really don't know who I would root for. If the Yankees met up with the Astros in the playoffs. I'll tell you this. In the ALCS last year, I was rooting for the Astros. Because I, I hate the Red... It's the Red Sox, Liam. You can't. And though Joe Puccio sat in this very room and said he was strongly considering rooting for the Red Sox. I thought about it, but after a game, I realized I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't root for the Red Sox. Like, I've hated the Red Sox for 15 years now. I've only hated the Astros for, like, three years, okay, right? Okay, okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. So then I will say... I got Yankees, Blue Jays in the in the CS. 
I'll take the Yankees in seven, just cause, just to be a homer. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Also, me. I think the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are young. I'm not, yeah, that's another. That's, babies, that's part right? of the reason why they're I babies to beat them. They're yeah. inexperienced they're in the babies. playoffs. They've only played one Mickey Mouse wildcard series in twenty three. I know, and also their their rotation, right? Barrios is good. I don't think he's as good as he was at the end of last year. No way, no way. I think Manoa's ascending, but again, he's young. I think Gausman had a lot of troubles at the end of last year, and he was really bad in the a- in the AL East a few years ago. Different pitcher than he was back he was with the Orioles. He was horrific in the AL East. Different pitcher than he was, but still, it's, it's a little bit of a tougher s- sledge than it is in the NL West. And then you got a guy like Ryu, who you're taking the one Cy Young Award. I'm not that high on it. Yeah, so that being said, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Ryu just completely falters this year yeah. and has an ERA approaching six, if not higher. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Yankees to go to the World Series. A little bit of a homer move. I think the Blue Jays are probably the best team, but the best team doesn't always win in the playoffs. We know that, right? Actually, a lot of times, probably most of the time, the best team doesn't win, right? However, I will say the World Series champion is always the best team at the end of the year. I mean, I think, I, Liam, I think the Dodgers were a better baseball team last year than the Braves were. They weren't better in the playoffs. No, I mean, when the playoffs come around, things happen. It's it's very much, a, you know, random things can happen. It's about who's playing well for a month, right? I had a fierce argument about this because my friend... Shout out Sam Kinder, called the World Series quote a crapshoot because it's a bit of a there's a crapshoot elements in it. I see his logic, but to me it kind of discredits World Series champions. I just disagree. It's I just not, disagree. Not even though because I mean the 2019 Astros are probably a more talented team than the Nationals were. Yeah, but they but they didn't win. They didn't they, win. No, I mean it's, you got to You got to It doesn't matter how much talent you have. You got to. Also, put it together. the fact yeah. of the matter is that. We don't know what the Astros were doing in 2019. We have no idea what the Astros were doing. You're right. You're 100% right. We have no idea. On the National League side, I think the number one seed will be the Dodgers. The number two seed will be the Milwaukee Brewers. And the number three seed will be the Braves. All right. Same thing as last year, basically. I think the Braves will beat the number nope, six. You got you to get to. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I yeah. lied. The Braves will beat the number six seed. San Diego Padres in the wild card series. That's a one. All right. And then I think the Phillies will beat the Mets in the other wild card oh, series. Oh boy, I can just imagine how oh my God. that would be. It'd that be would be something. You think Yankees Red Sox fans hate each other? Phillies Mets isn't quite the same, but it's close. It's comparable. It's close. It's close because Philly Philly and New York fans do not like each other. I will take the Dodgers. You know I. Boston and Philly fans also don't like each other. Fair. That's fair. the one thing we're supposed to agree on, but we don't like you either. I know. Exactly, right? Uh, okay, I will take the Dodgers to beat. Who's the lowest seed remaining? The Phillies? Yeah, I'll take the Dodgers to beat the Phillies. I say that series goes five games. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not that high in the Dodgers pitching staff. So I think that series will go five games. And then I'm going to take the Brewers to finally get over the hump in the playoffs and beat the Braves in five games. That's not getting over the hump. Well, but they over were the... in the NLCS four years ago. They had the Dodgers on the rope. Good point. They're going to get over the hump compared to last year and okay, the year before there that. You go. There, you Fair. Go. there you go. Fair. Okay, there we go. They're going to get over the hump compared to what they were last year. And then they're going to play the Dodgers in the NLCS, a rematch of what, 2019? Yeah. Yeah, 2019. 2018. 2018. 2018. Yes, 2018. Yes, the year Yelich won the MVP. Yes, 2018. And the Dodgers are going to smack them. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to sweep them. They're going to sweep them in the, in the NLCS. So the Dodgers-Yankees, the World Series that Major League Baseball has wanted oh for, for since 1981. Haven't gotten it since then. Major League Baseball, and Fox especially, would be salivating over a Yankees-Dodgers World Series, right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to even give it a little bit of a bonus. It's going to go seven games. 
and the Yankees are going to win. And guess who's going to be the MVP? Cole. Huh? Cole. Glaber Torres. Wow. <laughs> I'm just completely... Glaber Torres, where am World I... Series MVP. Where am I getting that from? Absolutely nowhere. But you know what? You heard it here first. All right, so our picks are a little homer, but I think there's logic behind That's this, fair. I think it's fair. I also think it's fair. And looking up and down the board, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to count them off. One, two, three, four, five, six... I think seven teams could potentially win the World Series this year. Dodgers. Dodgers. Yankees. Yankees. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Red Sox. Red Sox. Rays. No. No? No. Okay. Braves. Yes. Brewers? No. No. Astros. Astros, okay. And Phillies. I might take the Brewers over the Astros, honestly. I see the logic behind it. Because I think Robert Valdez is going to have a fantastic year. Yeah. Which, we're speaking of pitchers before we wrap up. The Minnesota Twins are apparently working on a trade to acquire Chris Paddock from the Padres. Okay. Is this is this even relevant? He's better than Chris Archer, who's their number five right now. So he's, I also, mean, he's also better than a lot of their. He's I mean he's also shown more flashes of brilliance than any other pitcher. On it's the been a little bit of time though. Yeah, it's, it's been a little bit of time. He is expendable in San Diego though. All right. But there you have it. If you want betting advice on the 2022 MLB season. Rewind this episode, listen to it in full once again. It's a lock. It's a lock. Absolutely. Take hedge our picks and you will be fine. Exactly. Francesco, it's been awesome having you on. I hate the hat on your head still, but, (laughs) I mean, there aren't many guys as knowledgeable about baseball as you are. I appreciate Liam, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the kind words. And, uh, yeah, thank you. This is a lot of fun. Really appreciate it. Oh, well, for Francesco Simone, I'm Liam Griffin. Follow us on Instagram at Full Court Pest Podcast and on Twitter at Full CP Podcast. That's F U L L C P Podcast. And if you want to be in Francesco's seat, get in contact with me. We'll make it happen. So this Friday, well, actually, it'll drop Saturday morning, but we're recording on Friday. Another Yankee fan, Steven Sklar, will sit in Francesco's chair. And it'll be during opening day for the Red Sox and Yankees, funny enough. But we will not be breaking down that. Instead, we will talk about. Kansas's national championship win, if Aaliyah Boston is on the same level as Paige Beckers, all that and a whole lot of Lakers talk. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you then.